that woke up this morning on the verge of an historic 90-second win in Formula One. Records are there to be broken, said Michael Schumacher. The record is broken. Lewis Hamilton wins the Portuguese draw. For all the kids out there who dream the impossible, you can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the light sight. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio for the Singapore Grand Prix. And you just heard Sade with Smooth Operator. And of <laughs> course, that's dedicated to Mr. Carlos Sainz, who himself... He's a self-styled smooth operator, and there you go. He brought an end to the Max and Red Bull winning streak around the streets of Singapore. And here to help me talk all about that and become excited for once is Rich Mason. Yay, fantastic, wasn't it? What a great Grand Prix weekend that was. That was awesome. Right, and it? yes, uh, Mr. Science was in definitely a smooth operator, topping the timing tables in all the practice sessions. And, um, and he had a fantastic the weekend. He had a fantastic brilliant. weekend. Very consistent. Very intelligent. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me a score out of 10 then. I was going nine. Nine and a half. It's, it, it, was, it was a great week. It was a really good, really good weekend. It's got to be in the nines. Just, you know, take Red Bull yeah, out of the too. equation. And um, it, it well, it levelled the field a bit, and 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 you genuinely didn't know going into no. the race, there was like five or six, seven drivers that could have taken that gone pretty well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I was gonna go with the nine as well myself. Really, it pretty much had everything in it. It had yeah. late sort of battle for the lead right up to the checkered flag. It had who the the people who'd been dominating all season, absolutely all at sea. Yeah, it had you know Mr. Signs doing extremely well. It had yeah, it had lots of things. It had lot lots and lots of things. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a pretty good uh, it was a pretty good race weekend. I thought uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Right, okay, let's delve into a little bit of news then. So I reckon Aston Martin uh, uh, boss Mike Crack listens to this show. He must do, because (laughs) after our show last week, after my thorough breakdown of Lance Stroll's career and the problem it, it it improves for Aston Martin, he was in the press saying that he he was defending Lance, saying he was on a similar level to Alonso, which I think is also probably drunk comment of the week, number yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's uh, no, clearly he uh, isn't. Yeah, and he was anybody saying... With, that, anybody um, with eyes in their head can really figure that one out, I would guess. Yes, yes. And he was saying that, that um, their driver problem, uh, their driver lineup is not a problem. So there we are. I reckon he definitely listens to this show, you see? There you go. Yeah, he feels he feels he's got to get out there and defend him, and then unfortunately, um, yeah, Lance binned it in quali. <laughs> he did. We'll come on to that when, when we do the qualification. But yeah, so, it was, it was know, a I pretty think, uh, bad. I think uh, kind crash. of back to back to. He did have a bad crash. It was awful. I'm glad he's um, okay as well. But yeah, it, he it is was 150 miles an hour. But yeah, as I say, we will come on to that. But that was pretty bad. But again, it's like it is. A, it's a it's a meaty track. But he's uh, yeah, he ran out of time. Right. He ran out of time. Um, okay, uh, the Massa stuff still rumbling on, as we spoke about last week. Um, but Bernie Ecclestone, who kind of kicked all of this off with his comments, um, you know, a few months ago, 
has also weighed in and this is a this is his um well his quote that i saw and that was the massa clan is only in it for the money but the chances of that are zero lawsuits against the fia could have been filed by hamilton after the not very clean 2021 finale in abu dhabi so there mm. you go so he's weighing in so I think his mouth ran off with him and now he's thinking mm, there's a bit of a problem there and he's trying to row back on what he said so he doesn't, you know, uh, I don't know. I, well, possibly. I don't think, think they're going to get anywhere with that anyway. No, I, I sort of saw Helmut Marco sort of waded in with a few comments as well that I noted. So, uh, you know, and he's coming on the side of, um, unsurprisingly, um, Felipe Massa which I'm very, very surprised of course, about. Of course he is. But this is all just to get us talking about it, isn't it? To get us all riled up. I'm trying to be a bit more zen about things because I was quite cross about this last week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cross about it. It's just like, leave it, leave it, let it, you know. No, just no. It's a silly argument. Um, and I think they're just wanting to get the, you know, get the quotes out there and get themselves in the press, I guess. I think it was interesting that Eccleston mentioned the... Um... 2021 finale in Abu Dhabi because I've never seen him talk about that before and no. say that it's right or wrong and obviously he's there saying the not very clean finale so he's kind of leaning that way as well. Well he would want to suggest that since he was exited from the sport that it's not as good as when he was in charge of it I suspect. Yeah quite possibly quite possibly <laughs> quite possibly but yeah there you go and Helmut Marco's been in the press as well as he's saying about the massive thing saying that he supports it and I, th- I think Marco's quote was something like, um, um, I support Massa's bid and I think it's only right he does have the championship given to him. And uh, perhaps Lewis, who's somebody who doesn't care about records, would have one less. Yeah, that's just a, that's just Blake. But that was just a that. dig from what they that's said. That's just a dig. It's just a dig at, at, at Lewis. And so there's some massive needle going on there, definitely. So uh, there is. Yeah, there is. yeah. I don't think you know if it if it does go anywhere, I I literally will probably throw the towel in on this sport from my perspective. If that goes, if, seriously, if that goes anywhere, I'm just going to give up on it because that yeah, that for me will just be no. Nah, I'll go and watch uh, you know go and watch uh, Le Mans GT racing and other things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, a bit more about Red Bull, actually. So, you know, the Helmut Marco um, marks of, um, remarks about uh, Perez that we spoke about last week as well? Yes, 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 um, yes. So Christian Horner was asked a question about why Red Bull Racing didn't release any any statement about it. And he, was, and he said that Helmut Marco is not a representative of Red Bull Racing. Um, so he was using that as an excuse as to why Red Bull Racing didn't um, release a statement. But that's that just is utter, utter rubbish. Of course it is. I mean, I grant that probably if you look into it, Helmut Marco is some sort of contractor and not representative. I, well, he's not, I he's not into if, it. Oh, as hello. You, he's as done as the you know I do. As you know I do. So yes. Company's House has Marco listed as a director of Red Bull Racing. So Christian's just lied then. I'm sorry, I'm going to call that out. Mr. Horner, you're wrong, and you've lied about your own company. Helmut Marco is an employee of Red Bull Racing, a director of Red Bull Racing. Well, yeah, so, 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 so he's not an employee. So he's that, a director. Can, that means he's a representative. Way, but he's a director. He's a representative. He's in the paddock and in the Red Bull garage wearing a Red Bull Racing branded jacket. I bet he didn't buy that in merchandise on the way in. No, That's given to him by Red Bull, which means he is a representative of Red Bull Racing. Of course he is. We all know that. I think it's just, just 
it's just cobblers. It's absolute cobblers. And if they try and park Helmut Marco's vast um, remuneration out of the cost cap, I, I well, you know, I think I wonder if that's why he did it. That's why he said it. I don't know, but it, you exactly. know, I just it's exactly. just total and utter nonsense. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but the FIA gave Helmut Marco a written warning about what he said, apparently. So, which I'm sure they, he'll take loads of notice of. Of course, yes, <laughs> of course. So we, so you know, they can say they have taken action. Uh, whether it's enough action, well, you know, that's up to you, really. But um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, that's what they've that, that's what they've done. So they've taken some action. At least, but there you go. But They've that's enough something. about yes. That's enough Talking about, about uh, helmet, Marco. Uh, let's go on to um, other uh, scaly animals. So there was a problem with lizards on the track. So uh, yes, apparently so. It, they um, free yes. practice one. There was a few. There was a, there was a few fastest laps ruined by lizards. A monitor lizard on the track. Well, in fact, I think there were two monitor lizards. One of them. Didn't fare well against a uh, uh, Formula One car. I'm afraid no one car, of them. Oh one of them didn't come through uh, very well. But uh, oh they, dear, that's a shame. We don't like to see. We don't like to see the wildlife getting hurt. <laughs> to no, be honest, definitely not. Definitely not. But you know, was, uh, there was a lot of radio chatter about lizards on the track, which is always quite amusing, really. Yeah, that's it's one of the more unusual animals that we get uh, that, 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 that is interrupted to Grand Prix. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's groundhogs at uh, Canada, isn't it? And um, yeah, uh, often at Melbourne and lizards, big and they are big lizards as well, like huge monster lizards. They are big old things, not just well. This is it. You don't want to, you don't want to hit one of those in a Formula One no. car. It's it's going to cause a a bit of damage and you know career you off the track really. So you don't want to be doing. Uh, there you are. but luckily we didn't uh luckily we didn't see any during the race apparently they set traps two main traps apparently but f- with with food and things that they fall into and then they don't get onto the track but obviously those those two that made it onto the track you know obviously didn't uh didn't no. they weren't they were obviously weren't hungry didn't fall for the food but there you go no. well there we um, go <laughs> let's quickly cover so there was a technical directive uh td 018 that came in mm. this weekend um and it was covering uh rubber nose covers um and uh flexible wings and flexible components under the nose cover and things like that um that yes so I, we weren't quite sure who it was going to affect um because mm. basically the you know uh people have been pushing the envelope as such and they've brought and the, the fia brought in this technical director to say we are going to be clamping down on this area, you know, where yeah. the wings are flexing and sliding against each other, where they should be static as such. Yes. Um, it was interesting that Red Bull had a off weekend this weekend. I think people have made this sort of connection, and I'm not so sure it probably I think it's is a mixture. Right. I think it's track-specific. I think it was track-specific for Red I think it was oh, a mixture of track-specific and probably a bit, because they're very clever. They do push, push the envelope. I'm sure there was a little bit, but when we go to Suzuka, either they well, would have ironed those issues out or... Well, that's when we'll find out. We'll, fi- you know, yeah. we'll find out at Suzuka next weekend 
or this coming weekend rather, um, where, you know, if that is a factor or not. But, you know, that Singapore is an anomaly. I, I think I said, you know, before the show, 2015 Mercedes turned up, they were pretty dominant. And then, you know, all of a sudden Hamilton, Hamilton and Rosberg were, were yeah, they were fifth and sixth at Singapore. They, they they were nowhere. And it was a case of, oh, why is that? And they and the Mercedes were scratching their heads going, we don't know why we're there. And Red Bull have suffered the same this year, it would appear. They have, yeah, yeah, and we'll come on to that when we do uh, qualifying. But uh, mm. yeah, so let's go to a song, and then and, and then we can start it. Yes, okay. So we're going to do quick links. Not going to muck about. Um, so uh, last week, uh, my last tune was EK UK and Firefight. Um, it's fire. We're going to move to a song called Fire by Kasabian. This is Fire by Kasabian. Let's go. Nice quick link, Rich. Nice quick link. You're listening to the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you were just listening to Kasabian with Fire. Okay, Rich, let's get into qualifying then for the Singapore Grand Prix. So I'll give you the rundown as I normally do. So uh, pole position, Carlos Sainz. So his weekend started well and carried on from there. Uh, Second place was Russell. So that was a really, Russell actually had a really good weekend right up until the last lap of the race. He had a really he good weekend. He had a fantastic uh, weekend. Yeah, he did. And, <laughs> until that, very into, end of it. that last lap. Yeah. Uh, third was Charles Leclerc. Fourth was Norris. Another very good item for Norris. Fifth yep. was Hamilton. He was a bit off it, Hamilton. Again, most weekends until that last stint, really. Well, he was, and he said they they yeah they changed something and they yeah, changed the setup. Yeah. Probably went a slightly different direction. Didn't work for him, and so yeah, he was, he was lagging behind George. George was showing him the way most of the weekend, was he not? He was, he was. Yes. Uh, sixth was K Mag. Uh, seventh was Alonso. Eighth was Ocon. Ninth was Hulkenberg. So both Hasses in the top ten. That was excellent. And into Come on. Q3. Come on, Mister Lawson. Oh yes. Well, what, what a weekend Mr. Liam Lawson has had. And let's point out then, so what I do is go down the rest and see some outliers. 11th place, Max Verstappen. Yeah. 13th place, Sergio Perez. Uh, 17th was Piastri, but actually he got stopped by the stroll incident. We'll come on to that anyway. Um, yeah, he so he, his fastest lap, but he, I think he could have easily got, got into Q3 actually. But uh, He would have done, yeah. yeah he would that have done. was a bit unfortunate. So Red Bull... They suffered a torrid weekend right up to the race. They were reasonable in the race, but oh my goodness, qualifying was terrible for them, wasn't it? It was not good at all. It wasn't that great. That car looked a handful. And it was. And this time it was, I was looking at the timings through the different sessions and, you know, Max and Checo were not far apart at all. This wasn't the case of Checo was half a second behind. No, and that's why I didn't it say was... my, my, my standard no, not good enough. It, it was, it that was, was where a... the car was. It was exactly that. It is exactly where the car, and you just looked at it, and they were. It just wasn't able to turn in. No, you know, there there was just no. nothing on that front end whatsoever. Um, in which case, you know, the, and the rear end was, st- was stepping out a lot as well on Max. They they were both. It was they were like it. They said it was like driving on ice. It was just it wasn't wasn't good at all. Was not good. So is this track specific, or were they affected by that? technical directive I, we were talking about probably a, a mix of both and i would I probably think it was a mix of i both. would probably say track specific a bit more than the technical directive i think uh, and probably. i say that i think because 
I don't know. I mean, I said earlier on, Merck had an issue in 2015. They turn up having won most of the most, if not all, of the Grand Prix at that point. Between Hamilton and Rosberg, they turn up to Singapore. Same thing happened. They're fifth and sixth going, uh, we don't know why that's happened. Singapore and, does and, that and then, a lot. Whatever car dominates in the season, they always never they, they never seem to, to, to do well at Singapore. I think it's one of those outlier tracks that you never really, in designing a car, you probably don't prepare for too much. Yeah, probably not. It's a bit. Of, it's a brutal race. I think the other thing is, it's not just the, the the sort of tight corners and the stop go nature of it. Although this year we've removed four corners from the track, so it's a little bit more flowing. But the the atmospheric pressure is very different in in that part of the world. It's a night race, so you know the the, the sort of air humidity levels are usually quite high. It's always hot there. It's, they were saying it's like twenty nine, thirty degrees at night. So Lord knows yep. what it is during the day, but also the air doesn't move much down there because you've got these walls within a street circuit within quite a built up city. You look at how many skyscrapers there are around. There is no breeze. There is nothing going on there in terms of uh, you know wind yeah, and such like really. So I think that affects some of the some of the some of the, the leading cars that are certainly this year benefiting from their aero. So you know I, I think a bit more track, but. I'm hoping that technical directive has done something i really so do. the curbs are quite high at singapore so um most of the most of the teams had to rise their their ride heights quite a bit so i think red bull under this so they always used to have quite high rake etc but hmm. they run their car very low to the ground under the ground effect era and i think that affected them because they would yep. they they had to you know, rise it up. Um, they brought a new floor, which didn't work. It's not often that Red Bull upgrade doesn't work. That that was interesting. But it'd be interesting to see if that that again was track specific or not. Um, so they reverted back to the old floor after the first practice. Um, it's interesting that the technical director came in and they brought a new floor, which says to me, mm, were they affected by this? Slightly. That's that's one bit that, that gets me thinking a bit as well, that they've brought this in in preparation for that technical directive clarification. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, but yeah, I, I think in Japan we will see the Red Bull back in winning ways quite possibly, uh, but perhaps peg back slightly. You never know. You well, know. let's hope so. Let's hope so. You know, what was good. great, what was great was, um, uh, again, like I said before, Max under pressure, you know, is actually box office. You know, he was swearing on the radio. He had an utter meltdown in qualifying. Yeah, completely. He, he impeded Lawson. He impeded Sonoda. And then he sat in the pit lane for 18 seconds, blocking everyone. And all yeah. three, and that was great to watch, but the FIA gave nothing to him apart from a reprimand. And that, one of those incidents that I watched him at, he was literally almost, you know, stationary on the circuit with people thundering past him. And it's a case of, hang on, you've got it. And he's sitting there going, oh, well, you know, we haven't got room for this, we haven't got room for that. You can't just stop on the circuit and have I a complete paddy because you haven't got the space to go and do your lap because you've got people coming past you at 120, 150 miles an hour at that point in the circuit. Yeah. And it's blooming dangerous. I mean... I don't know. To me, the fact that he just he didn't get any penalties for those and got nothing on his license. And At yet, this point, the FIA aren't even hiding it right now, are they? So I don't think so. No, Red Bull. They're not even yeah. hiding it. No, completely. And, and uh, no representative of AlphaTauri because it was impeding on um, Sonoda went to the hearing. So again, Red Bull aren't even hiding it. They got four cars in, no. in, in the in the race now. Don't, yeah, you know. It's again. It comes down to this thing, isn't it? I just, 
you just want clarity you want you know transparency and you want the fi to do their job and they're not to my mind Leclerc got a similar one in monaco and got a penalty for it he did absolutely and i know i know you 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 texted me on that one and you did your homework on that one and you came back with it and went there you go monaco leclerc got a a penalty for exactly the same sort of maneuver so come on where's the blooming consistency is what i get frustrated with it seems to be like red bull you know and and actually red bull and, and possibly max specifically seem to get some sort of you know lenient treatment and yeah, I don't. No, I, I'm not. I, I'm not a not a, not a fan of it at all. Not a fan 100%. of it. He should have had. A, he should have had a, at least a point on his license for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so um, quickly, I'm going to quickly run down because I, I want to talk about the Lance Stroll uh, accident. But um, yeah, Lawson put in a fantastic uh, run into Q3, which was excellent. He was the only Red Bull driver in Q3, and he put Max out in uh, Q2, which was excellent. That was quality. Um, Russell outperformed Lewis. Uh, Norris was really good, and I said Haas was really fast. And the Aston Martins seem to be outdeveloped currently. But let's come on to Lance Stroll, and then we can go back to any of those if we've got time. Yeah. But that was a hell of an accident that Lance Stroll had, 150 miles an hour straight into the wall, basically. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. On that final corner, wasn't it? It, yeah, was, it, it? was it was awful to see, actually, but it was good to see that he got out and that he's okay. Yeah. Um, but he clearly ran out of talent on that corner, 100%. He did. He did. It's, he it's blamed a... it on the Weybridge. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that one. He blamed it. What do you mean he blamed it on the Weybridge? I bridge? don't know why or how. His excuse was something to do with the Weybridge. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you blame the Weybridge, which is nowhere near where he was when he crashed. No, but that, that, that accident was, was happened the corner before. He got, he got very out of shape. Um, yeah, he got really corner... out of shape, and then he tried to make up what he lost by being out of shape on that final corner. You should know, as a, as a Formula One driver, you can't make up, you know, all your lost time on one final corner. And no. he said he tried to send it. Well, he did, but he sent it into the wall. Yeah, and that uh, was that was. I mean, he risked you know, himself. You know, fair play he, for the fair play to the, the bravery. Yeah, fair play to the bravery of thinking you could do it. But you know, I mean, it was it was it me. was a bit of stupidity and a bit of desperation, really, because that was not a pleasant accident that was it's, it's a time he rough. quietly gets moved to somewhere like Le Mans and Aston Martin get somebody else in well I'm not being funny but there's three there's there's three drivers hanging around Alpha Tauri at the moment and if I yeah. was if I 100%. was uh, if I was Lawrence I'd be taking a very 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 long hard look at Liam Lawson yeah 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 100% 100% I really but would. I think he's gonna end up in Alpha Tauri I generally do I have to say, it's all this weekend has been about how great Liam Lawson's been, and, and he I has think been he's very going to end good. up there alongside Ricardo for twenty-four. We think Yuki Sonoda's in trouble. I think Yuki is off from AlphaTauri. He could end up at Williams or even you know Aston Martin if, if if they do get rid of Lance. But um, yeah, he could be at Williams or something. I th- I think Sonoda will be gone. I think Ricardo and Lawson will be in AlphaTauri in twenty twenty-four. Well, there you go. You can't, you can't ignore Lawson <laughs> anymore, can you? I don't think you, you can. can't. He's he's been knocking on the door a bit, and and you know he's he's been given his opportunity, and he's booted the thing down the door, has he not? Absolutely. He's just come in and gone. Hello, I'm here, absolutely. and I'm really rather good. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. I'm going to get a song, and then we will crack on with the cool. race. So this is a song uh, by somebody called Paul Armour. It's a song called Breaking Out. Now he was playing at my local pub. 
uh, on Saturday uh, at the Sirens in Portishead. Oh, fantastic. Um, really nice uh, lad. I was on a chat to him. Um, but he was fantastic. And uh, see so what you think about this. So this is Paul Armour with Breaking Out. That was Paul Armour, that is A-R-M-E-R, with Breaking Out on the light side. Let's go, F1 show, on Jack's radio. So what do you think? Fantastic. That was, re- that was excellent. Here we are, really breaking good. talent. Yeah, breaking really new good. talent out, I think. That was, that yes. was fantastic, Paul. That was a um, super job. And, um, yeah, hopefully next time you're... Uh, playing down our way i shall uh, come down to the sirens as well and see you play it's fantastic yeah definitely no, really great really song good. really great really song good. really great okay so let's get on to the race then so let's uh give you a rundown so race winner not mr don't Flex say his name Stappen. don't say his name don't say his name <laughs> it was carlos signs we have a new winner for 2023 so carlos signs wins at the race second was Norris and third was Hamilton. Fourth was Leclerc. Fifth was Verstappen. Sixth, Gasly. Seven, Piastri. Very good recovery drive. By Excellent Piastri. drive. Piastri went about that very well. He did, yes. Eighth was Perez. Ninth was Lawson. Points for Liam yep. Lawson. And Absolutely. tenth was K Mag, who did a sterling defending job as well to because uh, that um that uh, Haas isn't fast in race trim and uh, no. he did really well to, to be tenth, so well done. Uh, fastest lap goes to Hamilton and driver of the day goes to Carlos Sainz. So let's talk about Mr. Sainz then. So it was it was fun fantastic and intelligent as well and exciting and it, it ordinarily you know lights to flag victory you would think well oh, boring no blooming no. exciting very but exciting he did everything you know very well that ferrari asked him so ferrari actually played a good race as well because they were asking him to hold the pack up so he was back in the pack up you know most of the race because it was all about getting those tyres through and when you're going to suddenly try and scamper off towards the end of the race, looking for that, where that safety car is going to come, etc. I mean, it was it, it, it very also, intelligent. It was, because it also compromised every race's strategy. If he went did, off like a 100%. sad rat, like Max has done in the past, actually people sit there and go, oh, and if I pit now, I reckon I'm only yep. going to lose five or six That's exactly places. why they were doing it. Whereas as, as soon as you're, you know, the top five, you're going, well, I can't jump him now because if I go into the pit, I'm going to end up last. Hundred percent, pretty 100%. much near the back, you know. Hundred so. percent, and that sort of hampered what Red Bull were trying to do, hampered what Merck were trying to do, um, and also towards the end of the race. So that last stint, when he slowed up to allow Norris to get DRS, and actually his uh, so Ferrari came onto radio and, and went, "You've you know Norris has now got DRS. You you've slipped back." Carlos came onto the uh, radio and said, "It's intentional." Because what he did was he knew that Merck were coming at, um, at a rate of knots, and the yeah. only way that to possibly defend against them is to give Norris DRS to make it harder for Merck to get past. And so that worked. was really t- intelligent, and it worked. It could have looked, you know, it could have made him look silly, but he had that self belief that he could do that, and and you know, and, and not make and any mistakes, and Norris wouldn't get past him. Just to be clear, Carlando. Carlando, as they've been known, because they are yes. a bit of a double, double act when they're at McLaren. They are very good friends. He wasn't trying to help Lando. He he, he was using Lando. 
Be he honest. was using Lando to win the race. Yeah. And that's exactly why, you know, as soon as George came up to the back of Lando, he, you know, he just struggled to get past him because that, that McLaren is quick when it's got DRS. So, yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. Had he not done that, George would have blitzed past Lando and been all over the back of Carlos. And then he would have yeah, taken it. would have been a sitting duck then. And I think it would have been a Mercedes win. So he played an absolute blinder. And I mean, yeah, stand up and take a bow. Well done, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, Brilliant. Fantastic. And Leclerc ended up 20 seconds behind him down the I road. This, this is not, this is, yeah, I mean, there's... This... Not going well at the moment, is it, for Leclerc? Well, no, he's been he's been the Ferrari kind of, you know, you know, de facto number one driver possibly, but no, no longer, no longer, no way. Yeah, no 100%, way. 100%. Uh... Yeah, so so Norris, I mean, he raced really well under pressure. He did. Thought, and he was under pressure for a lot of that race as well, not just that last stint. He was under pressure from Lewis for a long time. Um, and, yeah, he you know, severely under pressure those last laps, trying to see if he could catch signs, but also defending from the, you know, fast-coming Mercs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought he did really well. It was, it was absolute edge-of-the-seat stuff. There was, was no chance that you were going to nod off in that race. Um, it it was wasn't. It was really exciting, was it? It, it was really exciting. Um, annoyingly, um, and this isn't to take away anything from what they did or detract from them, I thought Merck could have actually won that race. Um, so there was two ways I think they could have done it. One way, it was never going to happen. You can never expect wolf to ask this and that was he could have because lewis was lapping so when russell and lewis were catching lando and and signs lewis, lewis was, was quicker he was quicker he, he was lapping almost over half a second faster than russell so possibly when they got there and russell had one lap and didn't get past lando you know if he, if they were going for the win you could have asked you could have swapped the drivers and let lewis had have a go but you can understand why they didn't do that because, you know, the last couple of laps, you can't, you know, Russell's been faster all, all weekend. I don't think you can really ask him to give way to Lewis. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I, I don't think, think so. at that point it's like, look, you know, do your best, whatever. But that I think did possibly stop Lewis getting the win. But the other thing that stopped them, and this is a slight um, uh, complaint on, on, on Merck, is when the, when the virtual safety car came out, when Ocon stopped, they had the um, chance it, to go in early. It was didn't too they? late for Sainz and Norris and Russell, I think, to stop. But they could but have I brought think Lewis Merck in. had time. They could have brought Lewis in, expecting the safety car because it it was a it was a slam dunk safety car. Ockham was stopped I, right out on track. I was expecting them to bring at least one of them in, and they said, "Oh, they they haven't made it past." And I was looking at the track and going, "No, they could have brought." Lewis. I wasn't yeah, sure I about George. They could have, they they could have brought Lewis, Lewis in. in. And it would have prevented the double stack on the front. No, they carried yeah. that double stack beautifully, I have to say. The pit crew it, worked really they well. They did, but but because it, it they were so close, them... Lewis lost a good four seconds to that double yeah, stack. Yeah, and it, it would have given the pit crew breathing space to bring Lewis in first, get those on. And to be fair, if that had happened, Lewis would have, he would have been, yeah, he would have yeah, been. Yeah, so I think Sayers threw away the win slightly there. But yeah. I don't know whether not bringing him in was because they were thinking that's going to, allow Lewis to jump Russell. Were they playing the team game there, giving Russell his fair chance because he'd been faster all weekends? Or should have they have been going for the team? No, we, we, we want that win. I think that's what they should have done was brought I Lewis think they in. should have done that. Yeah, I think I should have. They should have brought him, in, brought him in and gone for the win and gone, well, if it's not the right decision. Because if you're thinking that that car's going to move, then actually it would have been the worst thing for Lewis. 
but you know yeah. it, it, it did turn into a vsc they you know they were able to bring both of them in as i say but if they'd have done it earlier yeah they could have got the win but you know what they yeah, didn't and so. but, but Carl- they didn't but it was still it was still it was it was, it was still very exciting. exciting wasn't it it was it was fabulous it, it was really great but Russell, let's talk about Russell. So he had a fantastic weekend and he was faster than Lewis. You know, most of the weekends that last in, you know, when the pressure was really on, he wasn't as fast. And it just shows that Lewis still has it to turn it on in those moments. I think he deals with the pressure better, Lewis does. I think, you know, they, they, he tightens up George a little bit under pressure. Just tightens up. George slightly. stuck it into the wall on that, on that last but one lap. And, it's such and that annoying... was all about pressure. That was all about pressure. It was, because the, the, the wall at that point on the, on the outside just sort of curves in a little bit. Yeah. And that's where he clipped it. And as soon as he clipped that, he knew it. He went straight on and he was, oh, he was in bits, bless him. He yeah, quite, it was a real. It does shame. get quite emotional, doesn't he? In the in the in the in the uh, in the uh, media pen afterwards, he was quite. Um, he does. You know, he's going to take a, a day or two to get over that, but get over it, he must. It's like okay, that's done. Let's move on to Suzuka. But and it's he- good that at Merck, you know, he is at Mercedes, but while they're not winning, you know, championships, etc., or fighting for championships, he is still young. You know, let's yeah. get these mistakes out the way now. Yeah, he won't do that again. From them. Yeah, he will. It, it, you're absolutely yeah. right. It is the way you know. If you're going to do these these errors, do them now. Learn do from them. them. Now, yeah. if, if you don't, if you don't make the errors, you won't learn from them. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, it, it will it will he'll look back and it will make him a well rounded driver. You know, I mean, pff, happens to the happens to the greatest. Happened to Alonso in the race. You know, he could he yeah. barreled over the pit lane entry and picked up a penalty. I mean, that was that was really. He did. The shot that was that was yeah, but bad error. It, that car looked well. It I mean, very, Alonso looked, was on the radio saying it was undrivable, and it, he he locked up, didn't he? Going into the uh, pits, went over the line. What he should have probably done was carried on, not gone back over the line again. It was a bit. It was a. It was a mistake, really. Um, unfortunate, but um, yeah, yeah it the, wasn't. It wasn't the, a great race all weekend for Aston no, Martin, but, really. But the, no, and the, but the point for George is that you know everybody's made these errors. You know, yeah, no, no matter who 100%. it is, right throughout history, and he's just got to pick himself up, dust himself off, and go. Yeah, won't do that again, and on to the next. And that's what you got. To yeah, keep definitely keep moving and focusing on the next challenge. Definitely. I mean, uh, talk about mistakes. Perez had a shock of a race, I think. Even though he finished, what was it, uh, eighth or whatever was he finished? I mean, he hit Sonoda on the first lap, um, put him out of the race, um, and then had an awful. Lunge, late lunge against I mean, Albon like, just went into that, the side of him. That was never ever on. That was just it, never terrible on. Terrible race for him, really. But no. I, I can't, I can't believe he didn't get a penalty for the Sonoda one. You know. Well, no, I mean he's got, he's got, a, he's got a penalty for the Albon incident. Yeah. I didn't yeah, see the right. Sonoda one, but he, he, you know, but yeah, he's got, and he's got a point on his license as well. I think for that, um, for the Albon one. There you go. There you go. But, but, but funnily yeah. enough, but just parking in the middle of the track, nah, we'll let that slide. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, well, let's not discuss about that. But I mean, <laughs> Red Bull, in, in in essence, they had a pretty good race actually. From what they from their car being almost undrivable in qualifying. Yeah, to be fair, Max. Yeah, if they had not gone been undone by the safe by the late safety car for, for Ocon, they could have been in that chasing pack at the end for the win. Yeah. I think Max could have been. They would have been, but. I also think the reason why was because there wasn't the... So Max Sutton in 11th, there wasn't the usual field spread 
that you get because signs was back in the pack up a lot throughout a yeah. lot of the race it kept max in with a chance i think yeah. but um yeah they did come undone with it's that be, I'm, i think i'm just gonna be interesting to see whoever's out in front of the next grand prix it's gonna be interesting to see if they go off like a stabbed rat or if yes. they start to back the pack up a little bit as alan proster used to say you have to win the grand prix in the slowest time at the slowest pace possible yeah that's right in the race at the slowest pace you can so because right. being you know being mechanically sympathetic to the car and all the components and everything like that but it would appear that people are going to start thinking well hang on a minute you'll have a lot to lose if you start to try and do the undercut because that completely um you know knackers everybody's undercut yeah. strategy potentially 100 um you know, the cover of things to note before we go to song. So Alonso, he completed 100,000 kilometres of racing in his career um, at some point during the Singapore Grand Prix, which is two and a half times round the equator of the Earth. That's amazing. That, that, that's, that's quite a lot. That's a lot. Amazing, I mean, he, isn't it? He, he has been around the sport a long time. And yeah, been ran, ran the globe a long time on yeah, maps, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's and good. Lawson again, praise, praise to Lawson. Fantastic race, absolutely awesome. Fantastic. So really? well done, Liam Lawson. It'd be interesting to see what he does at Japan. It okay, will be. so Rich, let's go to one of your songs then, and then we'll be seeing out the show. We will, right? We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it punchy. It's um, it, it, we, we're going with fire again. I can't lie. This is just fire. So um, a fire Kasabian. We're now going to uh, sleep. Now in fire, which I'm sure would hurt quite a lot. Uh, and this is by Rage Against the Machine. That was Rage Against the Machine with Sleep Now in the Fire. And this is the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. And Rich, we have come pretty much to the end of the show. Uh, we go to Japan this weekend. So let we me do. hear your predictions. Well, we have spoken that we feel that is normality going to be resumed. Sort of, but not quite. <laughs> okay. I'm going okay. for Orlando Norris Majin, Maiden win. Oh, okay. Interesting. We've had a lot of upgrades to that McLaren this weekend. Yeah. And I think it's going to work well. And I think I'm going to go for Lando for the win. Max Verstappen in second. And I'm going with Carlos Sainz in third to maintain his podium streak. It's going to be a Norris maiden win at Suzuka, dude. This is my optimistic, silly side, hoping that actually that technical directive has hauled Red Bull back a bit more than a little bit. I think it potentially has levelled the field somewhat, I'm hoping. But we'll see. Okay. Okay, interesting. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going for a Max Verstappen win. Yeah. I think he's going to dominate and destroy everyone. Probably. Um, when I say destroy, I I think the technical directive have pegged them back slightly. I don't think he necessarily is going to get pole, but that Red Bull's still a good race car. Of course I think, he is. Yeah, I yeah, think he could is. win. Maybe not by miles, but I, I, I think he will get the win. Um, I've got signs in second. So I think Ferrari going to be going very well. And Sainz is going to continue his run. And I've got Lewis in third. There we go. Yeah, so I've got Max, Sainz, Lewis. You've got Norris, Verstappen and Sainz. So that pretty much, as I say, brings us to the end of the show. So I'm actually looking forward to the weekend now. 
I am. It's 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 like well, you know, let's not let's be clear about it. You remove Red Bull from the equation, and we've got a very tight, exciting Grand Prix field, have we not? I you know, and I I don't know. Everybody's got excited about the weekend, and Liam Lawson's coming, and that's exciting too. And you know, they need the fans getting excited about Formula One, especially exactly as the the autumn draws in in the uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Um, You know, we we quite. I was. I mean, the weather was dreadful. I was quite happy to be in front of the telly on Sunday. Exactly, exactly. So it's all good. It is all good. Right. Okay. So we are fast running out of time. Haven't got time to do the usual sign off with all the uh, at lights underscore F1 and jacksradio.com stuff, but just go and listen to one of our other shows and you can hear. I I sent you an email. I sent you an email. I forwarded you an email. You have an email. There you go. Right. So I will check that. I haven't seen that yet, but I will check that. You have. Um, You responded to it as well. I did send you an email. There you go. Oh, did you? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been so busy, I haven't even noticed. Right, my colleague, okay, so... my colleague Jacob giving us some props and high fives there. So there you go. Oh, excellent. oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do remember that. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> so playing us out tonight uh, is going to be the great band Journey with the song Any Way You Want It. So straight into the song. Rich, do you want to say goodbye? I will say sayonara and we'll see you in Japan next. And it's just time for me to say goodbye and drive safely. Thank <laughs> you.